Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos love soy sauce? But they only eat it on ice cream. Seriously, try it. It'll blow your mind. (laughs) It's delicious. (laughs) For more armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes daily, and to check out our other podcasts and some shiny merch, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lee. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters one through six of From Dead to Worse, book eight in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie, ever the adrenaline junkie, takes her psychic powers and her delicious fairy blood to a vampire convention. Her fairy godmother tried to warn her against it, but when you get a personal invitation to the murder trial of the Vampire Queen of Louisiana, you don't turn that shit down. Besides, this convention's got aliens and psychics and demons and a certain steamy side of tiger beef named Quinn. (laughs) Tiger beef? Yeah. Beef made from tigers. (laughs) Sure. He's running the event and Sookie's got some business to do with him. Uh, Anyway, it takes an hour for the whole thing to go off the rails. The entirety of the accusing vampire entourage is slaughtered, mysteriously, and Sookie finds and befriends a bomb in the hotel. And at the murder trial itself, there's yet another murder. (laughs) Remember when she found that can and she just wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't let it go? She's like, this is my can. That's right. Drop it. Sookie, drop it. (laughs) She's like, give me that. No, it's mine. I found it. I get to keep it. I need the adrenaline. (laughs) At the murder trial itself, yet another murder. For Suki's part, she gets press-ganged into an even deeper blood bond with Eric, and she learns that her new flame used to be a blood sport pit fighter, which I suspect does not make him less hot in Suki's mind. Nope. But Barry the Bellboy is there, so Suki has herself a super psychic sidekick for her mystery solving. Together, they uncover a Fellowship of the Sun plot to blow up the hotel and everything in it, like, minutes before the blowing up part actually happens. Yeah, they don't really foil the plot. No, no. They, they, they discover it, and then it happens. <laughs> they manage to get a few people out. That, well, they get yeah. Eric and Pam out. Lots and lots of people die. <laughs> yes, that is true. Some in the explosion, and <clears throat> some of being on the wrong side of a certain psychic waitress and a were-tiger with a steak. Like our uh, our vampire not, queen's Not like buddy. a tiger beef steak, like a wooden steak. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, good point, yeah. R.I.P. Andre. <laughs> But Suki does manage to get her vampire buddies out alive. Suki goes home and resolves to take a break from the vampire business. So I can't imagine what this next book is about. (laughs) The next day. (laughs) Remember that time on like New Year's Eve, she made the resolution to not get beat up. And then like 12 hours later, she's in the hospital. Yep. Yep. I remember that. That was crazy. (laughs) That happened. She didn't make it home from the New Year's Eve party. No, No. she didn't. Well, let's judge this book the way there is, the best way there always is to judge a book, by looking at its cover. Yep. Uh, so I have, I have a four-month-old at home who just drools all the time, and when I was looking at this picture of the vampire immediately <laughs> over Sookie, my first thought was, he's just going to drool like blood all over her, it's yeah. going to be nasty. He's going to do the thing where he's like, I'm not spitting on you, and he dangles spit. And yeah. <laughs> I bet vampires would be really good at that. I bet they would. Uh, by the way, uh, I guess that... That vampire break didn't last long, judging from the cover. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they got like six feet in between them. They're socially distanced, right? <laughs> That's right. Does that count? Not clear who the vampire is. Yeah. Or why there's lightning or why her hair 
is in dreads. Well, it's got to be Bill, right? Because if it's a dark-haired vampire, it's Bill. If it's a light-haired vampire, it's Eric, right? Yeah, that makes sense, right? I gotta say, uh, judging from every other cover, the the look on her face probably expresses that she's looking for how she's gonna jump on that vampire's shoulders and make him fly around. <laughs> I think it's the first time when she hasn't been riding on a vampire or a tiger. It's like ding ding ding, vampire rides. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some kind of bloodstorm, and that might be the same bloodstorm that killed her pedophile uncle, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. I like how this this far into the series, this doesn't seem to have much to do with the actual plot. It's just sort of a blonde woman and a vampire sort of slapped on there at random angles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some lightning or whatever. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, well, we nailed it. I think the name is a little lazy too, From Dead to Worse. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be like From Bad to Worse, right? right? Yeah. It's it's a really weak pun. Yeah, is it a pun? It is a pun. I, I think previous books, they well, stopped having puns, right? Like... Yeah, like dead as a doornail is not even anything. There's no wordplay there at all. Well, dead as a doornail is a saying though, right? Yeah. It's a saying. I mean, they could have called it Vampire Novel, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they always have to have Dead in the title, though. Like, Club Dead, that's A+, right? That's really good. Yeah, yeah. that Club was Mag, pretty Club Dead, yeah. This, this is barely passing grade, in my opinion. She's not very good at naming things. Remember we talked about that with her last book with stores? Like, her names for stores are like Tara's Togs and <laughs> Shoes and More or well, something like that. As you might recall, the name of her boyfriend's uh, business is extreme and then in parentheses Lee elegant <laughs> yeah i noticed this only this book and it's going to drive me absolutely nuts now it's like e then e in parentheses then another e but what's in parentheses is lee elegant it doesn't start with e no it's, it should be like in parentheses l right right or l and then capital e <laughs> nope yep yeah chapter one she is standing in as a bridesmaid at uh, is it Hallie or Haley? Oh, do, we, do we want to talk about the prologue? Is there any oh, specifics? I, I didn't Wait. have anything specific. Is there anything uh, you want to say about it? Uh, just I that, prefer your recaps, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just that, that uh, you know, we started the book off talking about the vampire and werewolf wars, so that seems like it's going to set the tone a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a short recap of events. Um, yeah. It's going on about how the wars are someone else's problem, essentially, you know? Um, <laughs> Not it, my war. Yeah, but honestly, like, for Sookie, that's a very healthy mindset, right? Like, she, she yeah. can't seem to stay out of these things. So her saying, I didn't, I'm not... This war is happening. It's not not my deal. Is like the best thing that she's possibly ever thought, right? It's it's She's gone the right track, but I would say that in practice, she does basically a Sookie Stackhouse level job of staying out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's like, it's happening over there. And then she walks over there. She's like, I'm not involved in this, but she's walking into the war. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, instead of the wars, Sookie's thinking about her, you know, the, about the weddings and her missing boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm going to So chapter one, she's standing in as a bridesmaid for Hallie and Portia Belfleur's double wedding. Yeah. I remember like, didn't she? Okay. Didn't she get herself invited as a guest? Like, like there was a whole thing where yeah. Portia like mentioned that she should go to the wedding, and Sookie was like, "Oh, thank you." And then it became clear that Portia had intended that she should work the wedding. No, as the help. Yeah, yeah. But, but but you know, like kind of embarrassed her, so she was like, "Oh, okay, you can be a guest, I guess." And then now she's back to being a bartender, right? Like that's kind of a, a kind of a whiplash transition, I guess. It is, yeah. and. Uh... A double wedding. I've never... I don't think I've ever heard of a double wedding in real life before. Yeah, there's one in that Shakespeare play. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the kind of thing that you... you like, I, I feel like it's a plot device in movies, but I don't think... I don't know how that would work in practice. 
I think it was more common like earlier when people got married sort of earlier in life and with less less run up. Less, Fanfare? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know though because it's Portia and Andy Belfleur, the brother and sister and they're getting married and like I would not have wanted to share a wedding with my brother. No, that'd be weird, right? Yeah. I mean, not that you'd be getting married to your brother, but still. Just... <laughs> I mean, this is Louisiana, so. <laughs> yeah. If I was going to do that, have a double wedding with my sister, we, I would arrange it so that we were on the opposite ends of a big hall. Yeah. And people were, the rule was they go to whichever wedding is more interesting at the time. <laughs> so we do something cool and everybody runs over to your side and then she, the other person does something cool and maybe she steals some more of your people. So it's like a battle of the weddings kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. I'd go to that. I'd go to that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, despite having been brought there as a bartender in the end, uh, she gets recruited as a bridesmaid at the last minute. And she is still so mean to Portia. Yes. She like mentions multiple times how much older Portia is than everybody else. She makes fun of her dress and she says on her wedding day, she quote, looked almost pretty. <laughs> oh, God. I know. Sookie is just like harsh. Savage as hell. She's like, oh, people don't like me because I'm weird because I can like read minds or whatever. No, I think you're just kind of a bitch. Because yeah. <laughs> you said, she probably says this stuff to her, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, I guess it's implied that even though she is now a bridesmaid after having been a bartender, she's going to bartend afterwards anyway. <laughs> so yeah. like, you're a bartender, you're going to be a bridesmaid, but just for the wedding afterwards, you have to go back to work. This yeah. is kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, of course, of course, this event is catered by none other than Extreme parentheses <laughs> elegant events because that's the only event planner that's that exists in this universe i guess yeah they like have a monopoly on, yeah <laughs> i mean when i planned my wedding it was very like they, the catering company did a fine job but it did not seem like they were an international conglomerate <laughs> <laughs> right with a, a supernatural branch uh, apparently mm-hmm but yeah, like there's a surprising number of supernatural attendees. There's wares, there's vampires, and some unknown things. But but it it's it's just bon temps where you have a wedding and every yeah, every was, supernatural in town shows up. It's, well, the guy's an accountant or whatever, and I guess he's just accountant to the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> kind of right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but either way, this this uh, audience includes a bunch of Sookie's like. Uh, I would you call them like her hunky VIPs, right? Like <laughs> Bill is there for some reason. Uh, Sam, her hot boss, is there, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, Calvin, the hardworking incest king, is also there. <laughs> right, yeah. Except for the incest thing, he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you can look past the incest, he's a really he's a real catch. <laughs> he does have several children by relatives, though, and that's you know you just kind of. Got to open your mind a little bit. Everybody got their own baggage, right? You know, no one's perfect. That's right. <laughs> uh, but after the wedding, Bill just like barges in while she's changing. Yeah. Classy, I guess. Yeah. And makes a pass at her. He's there with his girlfriend. Yeah, I know. And Super tacky. Yeah. Not li- I would not say this is a good pass. I thought no. Bill was good at this. But he kind of like s- surprises her, jumps in the doorway and says... I would give anything to fuck you, so gay. Yeah. And she's like, okay, go away now, bye. <laughs> and still tr- he's still trying to justify dating her on the Queen of Louisiana's orders, which did not go over well the first go-round. Well, the, what he says is, 
When I was first told to go after you, I thought it was gross and degrading. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally what he says. Yeah, yeah. you know, because you're a that. human. <laughs> but then I met you and I was like, oh, I guess you're not as gross and degrading as all those other humans who are super gross and degrading. Yeah, I don't know. So, Some, do you want to have sex with me again <laughs> Somehow that does not get Sookie's motor running, you know? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, so she tells him to get lost and he just vanishes. Because he's, you know, a vampire. They do that. I was proud of her for her self-respect there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This guy's, this guy's uh, not not being good to her. No, not at all. She's tending bar at the wedding with Sam, and Tanya Grissom shows up again. All, all I know is that I didn't know who Tanya was, but it, the she's introduced with... Uh, I wrote a, this down. You did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tanya Grissom was taking up space and breathing air that could be better used by almost anyone else. I was just God like, damn. what the fuck? <laughs> the, holy shit, Sookie. Yeah, Sookie I, hates Tanya Grissom. Like, I could not for the life of me remember who uh, who she was but or why Sookie hated her, but I was like, okay, but well. Tanya, what Tanya did, did wasn't that bad. No. Right? She I was mean, spying on Sookie. Yeah, because she, she look- thought Sookie killed Debbie Pelt because she killed <laughs> Debbie Pelt. <laughs> She did. Uh, she was. She was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was like trying to help the family, in a in a way that was totally reasonable, yeah, I mean, right? Maybe it's about Sam. Maybe she just doesn't like the Sam likes her. I, that's kind of what I wonder, you know? Yeah, and I Sam think is, so. Is her like boyfriend on tap? And later on in this chapter, she pretty much confesses to Sam that she killed Debbie Pelt, which is part of why she doesn't like to see yeah. Tanya. And Sam's like, "It's fine." Sam's <laughs> like, "I mean, I kind of figured." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill's girlfriend, uh, Sailor, comes up and, uh, well, we know why Sailor hates her because she overheard that whole conversation where Bill was like, I won't fuck you, Suki. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I heard it. And Suki goes, well, that means Bill knew you were there. Just yeah, awkward. Right. Oh, Super is, awkward. Oh, it's just, just uh, I, you guys I, just leave me out of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your weirdness is. Oh, I, I want to uh, call this out. So some vampires come up while she's attending bar. And we get a new brand of vampire beverage yeah. called Royal Blended, which is apparently a blend of synthetic blood and actual European royalty blood. Uh, I was just like, I mean, this yeah. has got to be like C-list royalty, right? Yeah. Ooh, right? I mean, we're talking like uh, Princess Margaret, or I guess she's dead, right? The I mean, Prince I guess, Andrew? I, I mean, I would assume I would assume there are lots of people out there who are a, technically royalty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure it's not like Elizabeth II, rest in peace, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. still bourbons floating around, right? Yeah, there's bourbons. There's a bunch of like random Italian princes So left. I mean, I guess like it might not be actual royalty royalty. Like they don't actually have any control over anything. Yeah. Do they? I mean, does... Yeah, there aren't that many who do. There are there any who actually do at this point? Like, not really, right? Not they're. I not, mean, there's princes in like not in uh, Europe. Very yeah. few in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a prince in Monaco, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's a prince in Monaco, and I mean, there's various like Norwegian royal families and stuff like that. I'm sure it's like you know fourth cousin twice removed to the queen of so Finland or something. Would would royal blood be? Extra good? I was wondering about that. I don't I was, think so. Don't they tend towards like hemophilia? You know, blood diseases? I like think it's a prestige thing. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, and like or Goldschlager, they put little flakes of gold in there. Like oh, yeah. that doesn't make it taste it's any like better. Not even, not even good. It's just you drink it because it's because it's expensive. Yeah, I guess there so. Yeah, mean, and that's that, that's, that would make a lot of that's sense. where they are. So royalty is the Goldschlager of uh, vampire synthetic vampire blood. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I did notice how she she saw that Terry Belfleur was talking animatedly with somebody about the president's policy on the current war, which is that's just that's timeless. That could be any time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's in a, American history. That's a safe yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so he also meets a Thai vampire named Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, is watching her and is also being watched by a tall and mysterious something. Yeah. Uh, but Sookie I... hardly even takes note of these things that I think anyone else should be worried about this, right? And so he's just like, eh, that's, that's a later problem. It's like yeah. every day for her, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a mysterious stranger staring from the shadows. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find out about that later. <laughs> a vampire that I've never met who no one seems to know is just... Yeah, yeah just acting just weird around me, clearly seems to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Happens. Uh, I thought Jonathan told her that he's not going to tell her his real Thai name because there's no way she could pronounce it. And Thai names are not that hard. That's that's kind of dismissive, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's Suki. So he's in, he's in small town Louisiana. So, you know, yeah. maybe his, his experience is uh, questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was relieved at the end of this chapter because Sam is there to ask the question in my mind, which is, why do you hate Tanya so much? <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> Sam is there to, to catch us. As soon as Sam started talking, I was like, oh, yeah, because I remember in that book, when she first started hating Tanya, I had the same feeling. I was like, why does she hate this person so much? Because she didn't know any of that shit in the beginning when she first hated Tanya. Yeah, she, she just, just didn't like her. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes people just rub you the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one just happened to turn out to be a spy for the pelts. Yeah, and then it turns out it's the cousin of the bereaved family that's trying to figure out what happened to their daughter who went missing because you killed her. Because you killed her, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that pisses off Sookie even more. <laughs> <laughs> just hate that, yeah. Yeah. Chapter two. She's also pissed off because Quinn hasn't been in touch since the bombing, which seems very rude. Yeah, well, okay, here's the thing, though, right? Think about what happened to Quinn since meeting Sookie, right? Like, to be perfectly honest, I would not blame Quinn for ghosting her. If I was Quinn's friend, I might advise him to fake his own death and disappear. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, the guy had like been in—he he was a supernatural MMA fighter, like. But Sookie rolls with like ancient yeah, vampires who I, can tear his arms off. I, right? I think he was thinking like, yeah, I'm a supernatural MMA fighter. I'm like one of the baddest asses alive, and then. Two weeks after dating Sookie, <laughs> a fucking hotel falls on him. Right? <laughs> yeah. He thinks he can handle it, and then he's like, whoa, I, I am and, and too he, deep. He this personally is... murdered the best friend of the, the Queen of Louisiana, and he's got to cover that up. <laughs> yeah, if that, if that ever comes out, he's dead. Right? I, mean, like, I think he like, looked himself in the mirror the next day and was like, oh, what, the, what am I doing? <laughs> well, like, Sookie, like, he has, like... A moment of distance when Sookie goes back to Bontom and he's like, Yeah, when he's, he's finally gets some clarity, like, right? Boobs. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the, the fairy, the fairy, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's just like, What is going No, yeah, yeah unacceptable. Like, <laughs> yeah, he had a chat with his sister, and she's like, You know, this, I gotta point out some red flags here. <laughs> he's like, Oh man, now that you mentioned it, now that I'm not there, yeah, mm-hmm. oh man. So, anyway, uh, Quinn's gone, and I think that's probably the best thing for him mm-hmm. at yeah. this point, yeah, good for Quinn. Yeah. Aww. I like him. I like him too. That's why I don't want him to die. <laughs> it's also true that the, the longer these guys hang around with Sookie, the more likely we are to find some horrible dark secret. That, that is true. That makes them assholes. That is true. Mm. That's happened to just about all of them, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bill and finding out like how he was made to date Sookie. Yeah. I'll see. It was really just that he couldn't let go of his ex, right? That was the main thing. Yeah, and also he like... He kind of blamed Sookie for some stuff. It wasn't her fault. He turned out to be a bit of a jerk about stuff related to his family. Very manipulative. Wait, I thought that was... Didn't he... Okay. Didn't he get mad at her because she, she murdered his girlfriend? <laughs> no. He was 
Does he know about that? Yes, he does. He smelled it. Remember, that was the whole thing where he's like, I smelled her there, and that's when I knew. I thought he was okay with that. I thought it was because she was involved in the trial where his dad died. Oh, maybe. Although it wasn't her fault. There's a lot of complicated stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I mean, you know, he he does show up randomly in her bed sometimes, and... uh, Yeah, he he seems to view her as, like, a a very nice-looking cow that he wants to have sex with. (laughs) That's right. Whatever. Eric's still the best. (laughs) Still Team Eric, all the way. Well, so far, Quinn has not... the, the, The worst thing we learned is that his mother was, you know, raped, and then he went into... Yeah. Vampire servitude for... A long time. Yeah, had extremely rough childhood or yeah. upbringing. Yeah. So so mm-hmm. far, he's okay. I hope Quinn's okay. I yeah. liked him a lot. Uh, the vampire from earlier, Jonathan, approaches her and she just wallops him. I uh, love it. Approaches her man. I know. Way to go, Sookie. Yeah. Classic Sookie, right? He's just like she just hears a noise and she comes around swinging, <laughs> just like clocks him. I don't anything. Blame it could have been a squirrel. She would have got it. <laughs> And, 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 and she like, does get him. She yeah. punches a vampire right in the face. She knocks yeah, him she on makes his ass. Yeah. yeah. With Good her keys. Cow. <laughs> I was yeah. very proud of her. I mean, yeah, Suki's got I guess I guess Suki's got some some uh some juice now, right? Cuz uh, I guess the vampire blood From, bond is making her stronger. I know vampire blood makes her stronger temporarily, so maybe that's still raging through her. I, I, I just yeah, I, I think normally when you punch a vampire in the face, they don't uh take it like that. So but anyway, they ha- after after they sort that out, they have a little talk, and he says he's just curious about her because Eric values her so highly. Um, but he's lying about how he knew she was at the wedding, so there's something weird going on there. Yeah. It's not real clear. And the e- make it even weirder, the strange old man who Sookie said wasn't even a human was behind Jonathan the whole time, but Jonathan didn't even know. He couldn't even like smell or know he was there. Yeah, he was just watching the whole which, time. Which is super creepy. Yeah, that 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 was uh again, cause for alarm, but Sookie's like, eh. That was like horror, horror movie style stuff for me, but she just didn't seem to really care. She kinda of took it in stride. Yeah, at this point, it's just par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she goes home. Amelia and Bob the cat are still with her. And <laughs> Amelia still can't figure out how to change him back. Bob has been. A, how long has Bob been a cat? <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's, but bit, it's been at least like, a few months. Okay, if any new waitresses show up, we got to watch out because they're probably from Bob's family. <laughs> what happened to him? Right? Like he's disappeared. Yeah, I, I, Bob's he's, family still probably thinks he like died in Katrina. Right? Like yeah, Katrina happened and he disappeared. That's that's what we know about Bob. Jeez, yeah, Bob's family is like calling up FEMA and searching yeah. through like more. Right. Morgue yeah. Like this guy. Yeah. No. No. No body found. I'm sure they had a funeral for him at this point, right? Yeah. Right. They buried a suit or empty suit or whatever it is you do. Yeah. But uh, we also learned that Amelia's dad and his chauffeur are coming to dinner, and she Amelia has some very complicated feelings about her dad. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. What, I kind of wonder what's going on there. There's like a mix of love and fear and, and you know, I don't know. Resentment, like, yeah. Yeah, Sookie can't get a good read on her for, for what this is about. But. Yeah, she wants Sookie to be there to help smooth over the awkwardness. On the plus side, she compulsively cleans the entire house. Like, I want a friend like this, right? I know, I'll take that friend for yeah. sure. So he gets mad because she goes into her room and like vacuums her floor. No, motherfucker, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? right? Like, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah. But Copley Carmichael, Amelia's dad, and uh, his chauffeur slash bodyguard, Tyrese Marley, show up the next day. Yeah, when, when he gets there, Sookie reads that he's had her investigated. Yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, I, that, that doesn't strike me as particularly normal. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, when you're at that level of rich, I think it's pretty common. You probably have like a law firm that does stuff like that for you. Sure. Oh, really? Figure out who your who your daughter's living with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got to be very very protective. Yeah. But Copley drops a bomb during the dinner, and he reveals that he knew Hadley's husband. So Hadley, of course, was Sookie's cousin, who was Amelia Broadway's tenant in New Orleans, and she was a vampire, and she died. She was the queen's consort or something, Yeah, the right? queen's consort. But before that, she was married to a human who Copley says he knows. And yeah. chapter three, dot, 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 <laughs> the baby. So apparently yeah. Sookie's cousin Hadley have a little kid. So yeah, this this whole conversation is like is very intense. Like it feels like Amelia's dad is trying to get at something, but it, but maybe he's just dropping these facts to get her to catch her off guard, right? Like yeah, uh, yeah. Sookie can mind read, so she gets a little bit of a lead on all these things. But I really couldn't tell if he was trying to get something out of her or if he was just being crappy. You know, I think my emotional blindness is kicking in here because I didn't understand this at all. That's like, a weird he's conversation. Telling her this like, and your cousin who died a while ago, her ex husband. Has the kid. There's a kid. And he looks at her like she's supposed they're supposed to react some way, and Suki doesn't react that way, and I don't know how she was supposed to react. I also don't know why Suki well, Suki freaks out a little bit and goes out in the yard and takes some deep breaths. Yeah. I don't know why she did that. I do know that Suki cannot resist a quest hook. So she's gonna get to the bottom <laughs> of this no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the, like it's already it's already like the the gears are turning, but so she's yeah, gonna find that kid. I I, I think it's a, like a, like a family th- like to me. I don't have like that intense connection with my extended family. Maybe for her, this is a different deal. It's like a southern like attachment to yeah. like I I I know several of my cousins have kids. I don't know if I've even met them all, right? But if I learned that one of my cousins had a kid, I'd be like, okay, you know. Yeah, she has very little family though too. Remember, true. It's really just <clears throat> as far as blood relatives. She literally, thought it was just her brother. Yeah, literally, Jason is the only one who's left, as far as she knows. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and I guess what we'll learn now is that that kid might be magical, like she was. I guess so. That's possible. Yeah, might have some fairy blood too. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, but Amelia's dad kind of does the same thing to Amelia, dropping some info about uh, this woman looking for her, Octavia Font. Mm-hmm. Who's um, Amelia's mentor and now knows she's in Bon Temps. So Amelia's been avoiding her because she is expecting a slap on the wrist for, you know, turning human into a cat. Yeah. You know, and not turning him back. While they're talking, Suki goes upstairs. <laughs> As you mentioned, Jeff, she can't resist the quest hook. She <laughs> calls information. <laughs> I was like, I had to, I had to flip to the front of this book and remind myself when it was written, and it was written in two thousand eight. They mentioned the internet. In yeah, they book. have internet. Who the fuck is calling information in two thousand eight? Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah, you, you, you Google that shit. Google existed. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah, no, no luck finding uh, the the ex husband slash baby daddy. Uh, mm-hmm. So. I mean, TBD. maybe she'll go look it up in the phone book next. Yeah, yeah, see if he's in the phone book, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Wait, do they have phone, phone books are regional, right? Do they, have a, do they have a worldwide phone book? They don't have a worldwide phone book, right? I don't think so. It's called the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so later that evening, she, uh, she returns Eric's call, which is inviting Sookie to dinner for somebody else, and he doesn't say who, which... I guess Sookie cannot resist. Sookie, come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? Uh, it's, it's like, he, you know, he... He uh, he's just like I want to arrange a meeting and I have to 
keep this a secret. And she's like, well, okay. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Like, if somebody called me up and was like, hey, I want you to have a dinner with a surprise guest. Like, even if it's you guys who I trust implicitly. Yeah. Like, I would be like, fuck no. Tell me who it is. I'm not going to show up that for a surprise. That would be surprise. weird. Like, yeah. that's, ugh. Yeah. It was very bizarre. What, you you want to know, like, why is this a surprise, right? Like, that. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is this going to be a good surprise? It's rarely a good surprise, okay? <laughs> so he's like, I haven't gotten my adrenaline rush for the day, so who knows, maybe it'll be somebody I can fight or <laughs> reveal some mysterious secret, which he does! Yeah, maybe maybe he just, like, turns her into a, like, pushes her into a pit, closes the door, and is like, go fight this whatever, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. She's bored. It's been a few days since, Me. you know, she was in an explosion that took a hotel down. Um, um, I did like the moment when they're walking into that restaurant and Eric... Gives her like a caress on the palm, which uh, I believe she says is connected to her hoochie. <laughs> yeah. Or what, what, did she say hoochie or hoo ha? Because at one point she says hoo ha. And that I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. A, she said my my hoochie. She said my twice. And I was like, is that a song lyric? I looked it up. It wasn't. <laughs> I think she was like in her conversational tone towards us was like she couldn't think of the right words, so yeah, she landed on hoochie, <laughs> just like Eric is about to. Um, <laughs> but she also mentions Jonathan the Vampire to him, and Eric doesn't know who that is. Yeah, which is a big no-no, because a strange vampire in Eric's territory should introduce himself. And so Jonathan also lied about that, too, because he said he did know Eric. Yep. Uh, chapter four, Eric picks up Sookie and drives her to Shreveport to a fancy dinner, I guess as fancy as you can get in Shreveport. Yeah, she mentions how when, when Eric shows up, her... Her blood bond makes her feel really good to see him. And I mean, I guess I can think of worse things, right? I know she's really upset about this blood bond, probably for very good reason. But like, if it's just like, hey, it feels good whenever this person's around, maybe it's not that bad, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not like a monster and... But Eric is a monster, He's, right? he's a bit of a monster. He does a lot of killing. Like he's killed, you know, how many people? Thousands? Yeah, but not her. <laughs> that's a good he point. He hasn't her. killed her yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I can think of worse things, though, than to feel happy around somebody who also cares about you. I also get the impression that that, it, that something is affecting Eric, too, because he, he's acting very, like, sentimental. He, he while they're driving, it's like he's got something he wants to say, and he oh, says... I think he just caught feelings. Yeah, you think it is? Mm. Yeah. It's like... It's the boobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what happened to Quinn, too, man. Uh, he's like, oh, you saved me, you saved Pam. And I feel, I just feel like for someone like Eric, maybe he feels like he owes her some kind of like blood debt or something, you know? Mm. He's a very honorable ancient guy. I guess. Yeah. But we find out that the mysterious guest is the old man like creature thing that Sookie saw at the wedding. He is a fairy. And he is her dun 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 great grandfather. I think it's funny that she gets there and there's the shady, creepy guy from the wedding, not Jonathan the vampire. Just to be clear, because we have to make that distinction, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. of Sookie's life choices. No, the, the, <laughs> the other one that was creepier than that guy. That was <laughs> that guy. Yeah. This is the guy who she's meeting with, um, and yeah, again, a fairy, so he probably won't kill her. Yeah, his name is Niall Brigant. Yeah, and we get a little bit of a family history. Niall's son was a half fairy named Fintan. Who impregnated Gran? Whoa. Whoa! I think it's funny when the, when she first he says he's like I'm your great grandfather, so he's like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's her literal response. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Gran's husband, Sookie's grandfather, was sterile, and Fintan, this half fairy, promised Gran that he could give her children, which is ended up being Sookie's father and aunt. Yeah, you know, Sookie's like kind of hung up on the morality of it, but her peepaw's like, hey, look, sometimes people just 
you know, looking for a little baby making strange, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll right. be all judgy. You fuck dead dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so Gran, who was like this uber Christian, slavery sympathizer. You know, you, you, you take a gap year, as they say, right? <laughs> you go on sabbatical a little bit, and then you come back and you be righteous. You get that gap filled. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the math. So Sookie is one-eighth fairy. Right, that's a lot. That's, that's more, more than I expected, yeah. yeah. I thought it was like a hint of fairy blood, but no, she's like kind of a bit of fairy. Right, because you've got eight great-grandparents. Yeah, th- this yeah. this is... I actually found this whole conversation kind of interesting. You know, it's it's not just the, the weird uh, family tree and the, the the hierarchy and everything, but like Sookie thinks about how listening to his voice is almost hypnotic. Like she keeps kind of losing track of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes it so no one else there notices them. So like all the other people there don't like overhear their conversation and like he's I guess he's some kind of prince which is interesting you know yeah and he even like reveals what he really looks like to her for a second and it was almost biblical like when angels reveal themselves in the bible and he even talks a little bit about that because Claudine who by the way Niall had sent to protect Sookie so now we know that said she's trying to be an angel so he talks about that a little bit too which is interesting yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of into this like whole scene honestly it's, it's kind of like it has like an ancient like lore feel to it yeah um, um he asks if, if if she if he can do anything for her and mm-hmm. so the first thing she says is i want to lose the telepathy and i was like all right fine so he, <laughs> yeah you, you lose this magic gift that you know it makes you valuable to everyone <laughs> I love at one point she's like, so are you like a genie who can grant wishes? And he goes, you don't want to meet a genie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she should ask him for money. She always has money problems. uh And I feel like it's weird since she's involved in all these circles of great power and wealth that she never is able to get a you know a slice of it herself she's southern i don't think she would ask for money even if her house was about to be repossessed yeah talking about money is a very is a very like taboo thing and it's very rude yeah yeah um her her next thought is maybe have him track down quinn and i was like no no oh that poor guy he's never gonna get away she's like fine if you wanted to get in touch with me you wouldn't i was like yes sookie that's how that works yes (laughs) yeah you called him and you left a message sookie yeah he can call you back if he wants he knows where you are the car that you borrowed from his sister disappeared so they Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh so she calls it a rain check they make small talk um Half of which she can't remember, which is interesting too. It's like a, a very fairy thing, like yeah. the, the like the, the loss of memory. And uh, it, it, it provides some kind of context to her own background too. She's remembering her parents. Her mother was obsessed with her father yeah. to the point where she was a she was a bad mother. Because um, apparently, some humans are just they can like sense the fairy in somebody. And since Sookie's dad was a quarter fairy, she was just obsessed with them. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it kind of explains the weird relationship. Yeah, it was super sad too, considering that Sookie from right, you know, very very early on was able to read minds. That yeah. must have been hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but Fintan, the guy who Sookie's technically Sookie's grandfather who impregnated Gran, forbade Niall from seeing Sookie in the family, but he did. Yeah, he died recently uh, at the age of seven hundred or something. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so interesting, yeah. It makes you wonder. I wonder how long Suki lives with being an eighth fairy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, based on her lifestyle choices, probably not that long. Touche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we learn. We learn a few other things too. Yeah, he's like a part owner in some banks and a pharmaceutical company that makes stuff for fairies. I was like, okay, like yeah. fairy drugs, like you know, fairy you, drugs, you get fairy high, and invisible gloves. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's wearing right now. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought there was this kind of a weird otherworldly nature to the whole dinner. I liked it. It was very interesting. Yeah. She tells Sookie that she has to keep him secret for now, sadly. Yeah. On the way home with Eric, she... In his car, whose license plate is bloodsucker. Blood yeah. <laughs> he tells her a little more about the fairies, which was fun to get to know, but there's very few left. Um, Niall is very powerful, and he has fey enemies, so... Hmm. Like, Sookie needs more, but there you go. Add that to the list. Right? Yeah. yeah so Sookie being on his radar might not be a good thing. But I think that uh, Eric doesn't know Sookie all that well if he's, like, hinting about great danger... Of getting involved in this fairy war, if mm-hmm. he thinks that that's going to keep her out of it. Yeah, right. Also, at like every every meeting, Eric makes like a a pass at her, and and every time she like she she kind of says no, but she also kisses him a bunch a bunch like a whole lot, it's mm-hmm. a lot of kissing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pulled over on their way back to Bon Tomp, and the patrolman tries to shoot Sookie. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably thought she was on drugs or something. I assume. <laughs> She's coming right for me. <laughs> Cowering in the floorboards. Yeah. So the patrolman, he tries to kill Sookie. Uh-huh. But it turns out that's not a great idea when Eric is around. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets the bullet, but he also immediately takes down the shooter. And yeah, this that is... body disappears real how, fast. How many bullets has Eric taken for Sookie at this point? I think just two, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's there Debbie Pelt. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there was that party in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Where he took a lot of bullets for her. She got her head he got his head hit by a rock once, right? When yeah. he was with her? That yeah, was that, that was in that was in uh her it was it Tara's apartment? Uh yeah. Yeah, with yeah. Mickey, that nasty guy she was dating. I think maybe Eric should stay away from Sookie. Right? <laughs> like like <laughs> he's He's nearly invulnerable, but man, they, they, she really puts it to the test, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah right. he loves that shit, though. <laughs> he has so much fun with it. At some, I remember in a previous book, at some point, he's pretending to be exasperated with her because there's constantly trouble surrounding her, but he loves it. Yeah, yeah he, he probably does. This, yeah. this is way more interesting than running that stupid bar. Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, once, uh, once he takes that bullet, he gets a hold of the, the shooter and... From there, we just don't ask too many questions. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. Body's gone. Sookie goes to the okay, patrol I, car and searches it. I've been inside a Corvette. There is not a lot of room to hide things in a Corvette, such as a full-grown human. Yeah. Oh. I think Eric ate this guy. Well, <laughs> I, think he, I think he dragged him off into the woods. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. He drained him and then or maybe ate him. threw the corpse off somewhere. Maybe he can enter his jaw like a snake. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. So he didn't notice he had a giant belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sookie, of course, cleans up the evidence of the murder, you know. Like she does. Um, yeah. Getting good at it. I, got, I gotta say, uh, with someone like Sookie, it would have been way more useful to keep that guy alive. Just saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Well, they try to question him, like, who sent you? And he doesn't give up a whole lot. She can breed minds. Uh, but it's aware. He's aware, which is significant. True. It, and so she, she can't read those minds as well. Yeah. Uh, but they So they have a little discussion, her and Eric, about who must have sent him and how whoever it was, knew where to find them since they were randomly on the road back from Shreveport. Yeah, that's a good question. That is a very good question, yeah. Sookie also kind of muses about choosing Eric, who, quote, made love like a train thundering down a tunnel. That does not sound pleasant, to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest. Like, when she said said that, I was like, ouch? You know, like, (laughs) like, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I want. Yeah, because it made me think of like the description of jackhammering, which is used in a very negative way when you're talking about a dude having sex with you. Yeah, you don't want to get jackhammered. Yeah. Yep. Well, Sookie does, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? 
don't uh, don't judge what you're into, right? So uh, that's that's her deal. Now, Suki, I will make love to you in the way that the Vikings do. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so amazing if his voice was like that. <laughs> Look, he's beautiful, but you know, he's got that weird Viking voice. <laughs> she also, I, I think, she has like a whole thing about like comparative like mates or whatever, and how Eric was like a real a really good specimen because uh, he's you know invincible and that that really matters for Sookie's life yeah <laughs> the lifestyle that Sookie's got she needs someone who can protect her still the best choice yeah which she thinks she gets home he makes one more uh, one more attempt you know hey can I get a shot of blood baby can I just get a little suck you know for the road <laughs> <laughs> Sookie tells him to get lost yep but you know she did see, I think it was super hot that he, he wanted to mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the chapter ends with Amelia letting Sookie know that Alcide and Tanya both called for her. Oh, and also uh, Amelia's teacher called. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to have to face some consequences for turning that human into a cat for like a year now. And then concealing the fact that he wasn't dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So Sookie ends the night with uh, saying some prayers. Like, you know, I hope Quinn's okay. Sorry about the murder I did. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about tonight's murder. Yeah, sorry about tonight's murder, right. Mm-hmm. So, chapter six, it's the next morning, and Octavia Fant shows up. Yeah, she moves fast. Yeah. She called, and then now she's there. It was like that overnight. And this is our Southernism for the episode. It talks about how she was brought up to revere old people, yeah. which is a very Southern thing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Amelia is not thrilled to uh, learn that, that she's there. But she gets dressed and Sookie makes some tea for their guest. Yeah. And then it promptly abandons her friend to her fate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. This is witch shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one kind of thing that Sookie's just not into because she hasn't met a sexy male witch yet. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. That's it. She's like, if this was a fairy, a vampire, a shifter, I would be right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so she reads the newspaper. Okay, so she wears Crocs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, they're very they're very comfortable, oh, Alice. Tom Brady wears Crocs. Yeah, you just wear them around the house. You don't have to wear them. Oh, wait, he wears Uggs. Sorry. Oh, those are different. Wait, really? That is very different. It's that's a thing. That's awful. Yes. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady, if you're listening, Yeah, seriously. Um, but she's reading the newspaper, and Maria Stark Cooper died. She was that really sweet young where that who was dating Alcide, and she was a photographer's assistant. I don't. I mean, okay. I don't want to be a jerk, but like my very first thought was like, did Sookie have something to do with this? Because that sort of thing happens to people when Sookie is around. <laughs> and she was dating Alcide, another mark against her. Sookie even thinks at the end of this, poor Alcide, his last girlfriend died violently. Sookie did that! <laughs> she doesn't think, I killed it. She thinks, oh, she died violently. Uh. Yeah, well, she calls Alcide, who tells her that. Maria Star was oh, murdered. Yeah. The thing is, though, do you remember, like, the cops are going to come looking for Sookie because Sookie had to take Maria Star to the hospital after she got injured by the witches, like, oh, true. not yes. even that true. long ago. associated with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that long ago at all. It's funny that when when she talks to Alcide, like, I fully expected the first thing to be out of Alcide's mouth was, like, did you do this? <laughs> like, yeah, Because right. he knows what happened to Debbie Pelt. <laughs> hey, Sookie, have you been in town lately? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just check in. Yeah, but no, this this is a new, uh, this was the new where pack leader, Patrick Furnham. We don't like him. He's a mm-hmm. jerk. Um, they exchanged some intel, and Alcide's buddy, Amanda, asked Sookie if her girl, her, sorry, her, asked Sookie if her roommate will come help them solve the southern werewolf mystery. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dude says, Suki, would you like to get involved in this werewolf war? And Suki says, yes, please. <laughs> and then she wants to get her roommate involved. And so she yeah. goes downstairs and Amelia's like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, they even they even rope Octavia Font into the whole thing. So they've got like a whole mystery solving crew together. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's like, okay, werewolf war, there's two sides and we're on this side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Octavia's like, is that a, Octavia's like, is this a good idea to get involved? And Amelia's like, fuck it, we're get, we're doing this thing. <laughs> and meanwhile, finally somebody's like, do we want to do something about Bob? You know, maybe just give it a try. Oh, yeah. And Octavia tries, it does not work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suki suggested that maybe Bob was originally a cat. Yeah. They've been turned into a human, and now that's why they can't turn him back. Which sounds ridiculous, but like... That's the most plausible explanation. That is the most plausible explanation <laughs> I can think of, yeah. He was kind of a weird dude anyway, right? So, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, uh, they we, drive to Shreveport. Get, I, so. Is it here where she mentions that Bob likes to jump up on her bed and snuggle with her? Yes. Yeah. Dudes be crawling the... into Sookie's bed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sam as a dog. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody has done this. <laughs> yeah, Eric. <laughs> Eric crawls into... Yeah, everyone. Yeah. So they drive to Shreveport, mm-hmm. and uh, they decide to do another ectoplasmic reconstruction because if you can do that, why would you ever not, right? These are fun, right? Look, yeah. it's really expensive, okay? It costs like $300. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently, like last time they needed four witches and a bunch of cash, but I guess that might have been like padding the bill a little because it was the vampire queen because they just like, it was like Octo- Octavia and Amelia do it with like no preparation. They're like, ah, I just brought the shit for it. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, Dawson, the werebiker, is there. Yeah, I like Dawson. He yeah. seems like a nice guy. He's I, cool. I, I, it's one of those situations where I keep waiting for the, the other boot to drop, you know? Because Dawson, like, he's just like big, quiet dude. I like him. Mm-hmm. But, like, we got a little bit more background about him. He's, you know, he, we, knew, we already knew he owned the motorcycle repair shop. But he's, like, he's got an ex-wife and a kid. And I was, like, what is going on with this guy, you know? Sketch. But no, no. Seems like it's on the up and up so far. Mm-hmm. So we see the ectoplasmic reconstruction. Um, it's and a really good special effect. I like when they do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, it was a half-wolf, half-man who shows up and kills her. And then Cal Meyer, that shady werewolf cop, and Patrick Furnham's... Second. Hench bro, yeah, mm-hmm. stabs her. So I guess that mystery is solved. That was a short mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then Suki sends the witches home because they're in a... They, you know, they just witnessed a murder. Well, sort of a reconstruction of a murder. Still yeah, pretty right. violent. That's, that's unusual to them. And uh, Suki and Dawson go to report to Alcide what happened. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 7 through 14 of From Dead to Worse, book 8 in the Southern Vampire Mystery Series by Charlene Harris. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon where you can give us your armadillars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good good night, night, sucker. sucker.